0: Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg Piatelli and I recap the most recent week in baseball. We go through our usual business, the hot and cold teams, the top players of the week, some stadium snacks, bleacher creatures. We go into a little bit of Cy Young discussion for both the American and National Leagues as we only have two weeks left in the baseball season. But we look into the crazy NL wildcard race, as well as the divisions that are starting to tighten up, and a dark horse in the American League. Rays Watch 2018, it's on. As always, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss an episode as our Rays Watch goes on. And I continue to watch the Phillies and bring my hopes up and hopefully not shatter them next week, but regardless, Thunder BLG on Twitter, the Bullpen Card on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, Facebook, just like the website, Thunderblogsports.com, where you can find all of our great blogs about baseball, football, and pretty much whatever sport we're covering, hockey season and basketball season are right around the corner, so stay tuned for that, but enjoy this week's episode, guys. It was a ton of fun to record. Can't wait to see what you guys say on the comments. Here we go. And we are live. Welcome to this week episode of the bullpen cart presented by thunderblogsports.com i of course am jordy cannell the g-man with me as always all the way up from boston is my man greg piatelli how are you lovely introduction um a little nervous
1: this week um playing your roommate in the thunderblog fantasy baseball league and ironically enough jordy your roommate Beat you last week, uh, the commissioner of said baseball league, and embarrassed you, you and your team. So good on your roommate, uh, third and girl, and a little embarrassing for you because she's a basketball, a basketball guru, and you're supposed to be the baseball guru. So,
0: hey, Yikes. I mean, I mean, I am. I was playing in a heated semifinal matchup in one of my other leagues that literally ended in a tie, but because I was the number one overall seed, I got to move on to the championship. So I was a little focused on that.
1: This sounds big, like this sounds the like the big a, bucks
0: over there. Sounds like an excuse, and uh, <laughs> pretty sure we have a no excuses uh, motto here on the on the bullpen. Well, rule roll, uh, rule number seventy six: no excuses. Play like a champion. I'm gonna be a champion. So,
1: well, I mean, you got to give third and girl
0: some credit. She, uh, she oh no, credit. all all props to her, all props to her.
1: <laughs> She's not just a basketball girl. She likes baseball. No, I. But I'm saying that's like how
0: that's her namesake, right? Well, third and girl came from a intramural league. We played in together, but yeah, she, uh, she is the season, it's a sixer season ticket holder as it's been well-established on the podcast. Doesn't she have ch- chicks on hoops or something girls on hoops? Yeah. One girl episode, one. um, that may or may not be returning. We're, we're trying to figure that out. The details are being hammered out. <laughs> I love it. Jordy. How are you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm good. It's, uh, looking like Florence is making its way up to Philadelphia. I heard that it's the reason why it's been so devastating is how slow that it's moving, which is why unfortunately everything's been been happening in North Carolina that it has been. So the reason why I say that is we were supposed to get all this rain last week in Philly and we didn't, it actually ended up being an awesome weekend, a little bit of rain here and there, but really just drizzles. Um, and now it seems like it's finally coming, but then it cleared up tonight. So the Phillies and Mets are playing uh, and the Phillies, unfortunately, Cannot figure out how to play the New York Mets, which is just sad. Um, as they are still hanging on by a thread, they finally won a series, though. Greg, they won, they beat the Marlins last weekend, um, which shouldn't sound like it's a big deal, but it was the first series win since beating the Marlins at the beginning of August. So, you know, big big ups here in in uh, Philadelphia. Oh, I don't even because we're not going to touch on the
1: the Phillies because I, I want to skip cold teams again this week. Uh, oh. I, 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 there's a there's a strong possibility they may end up in third place in the NL East and yeah
0: that's true
1: that's a scary thought it's uh, true it's a real scary thought Jordy uh, give me get your a hot draft pick get uh, I mean I guess get give me your hot team for the National League what do you got
0: yeah so let's jump right into it my team Greg. It's gonna be the Brewers, who are now in second place. But it's a big but they have proven that they can go toe to toe with the Chicago Cubs every single time they take the diamond. They took two or three last week. Then they kind of screwed the pooch in losing two or three at home to the Pirates. But they jumped out. They went they won eight-nothing last night against the Reds. Christian Ellitz hitting his second cycle against the Cincinnati Reds of the season. Uh, currently playing right now in Milwaukee, and the Reds are leading 2-1. to one, So we'll see how they do there. They're two and a half games out in the Central, but they are a little hotter than the Cubs have been. Uh, that series against Pittsburgh was a little ill-timed, but they are pretty firmly grasping that wild card one spot, and it's almost a foregone conclusion that they are going to be in the playoffs. It would take a lot for them to really screw the pooch. Uh, the Rockies are kind, of, are the Rockies Dodgers combination right on St. Louis's heels for the second wild card. And they're basically a half game back. They're half game back of St. Louis. The Rockies are and St. Louis is three games back in Milwaukee. So, you know, set winning seven in your last 10, you keep that pace or even a six out of 10 pace. You're probably going to be clinching somewhere around this time next week.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Strong pick, strong
1: pick, um, and they are almost a lock for the wild card. Correct? Yeah. They're yeah. locked to host the wild card, basically. Yeah, I mean they really
0: they're
1: screw up. they're they're playing well, and I think the Cubs made enough moves to hold them off, I guess, if you will. Right? Yeah. No, um, yeah. solid, solid choice, Jordy. I'm going to go out west. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, solid. Last time we made a pod, they were in second place behind the Rockies. The Dodgers then went out and won five of the last six games, uh, including three out of four from the Cardinals and including beating the Rockies on Monday night. So, um, again, on the ro- or at home, I guess, um, five of the last six, huge for them, and especially when they are looking to um, win the West so they can get they don't have to play in that that useless joke of a of a quote unquote first round wild card game
0: nonsense. Could uh, you imagine? Not to interrupt you, but could you imagine if they turned into the 2014 A's who made all these moves at the deadline looked like they were a lock for the division? Now the the Dodgers didn't have the lead the A's did in the AL West that year, but they still looked like even though they were going to play in the wild card game that they would still come into the playoffs and roll. Could you imagine if they went into the wild card game and just like put up a goose egg or something like that? I very much could because
1: Kershaw's playoff record has been suspect. Um,
0: a little better as of as of recent, though.
1: True, and but it's still a one game playoff. Anything can happen, and that's true. Y- you saw last year how uh,
0: talk to Severino.
1: Yeah, you saw last year exactly how willing managers are to go to their bullpen uh, as early and as often as they possibly can. So um, I think they're saving grace is the fact that the Rockies just are cannot pitch. Um, no hurting themselves, shooting themselves in the foot. But so, and proving again tonight. So prove, uh, good for the Dodgers. Good week for them right now. They have a half a game up on the Rockies with one extra win. So, uh, the Rockies need to win in that off game. But, um, again, they're in a three game series right now or four game series right now. So, Hopefully, uh, hopefully, whoever, whomever you want to win that, uh, it looks like probably both of them. No, just one of them. Well, only one of them will make the playoffs. So it's gonna be close coming down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could see St. Louis potentially kind of fade off at the end of this because they, yeah, you know, they that central it's possible they could beat up on each other. I think they have to play. They're playing the Braves right now, but they have to play a couple of good teams. The Cardinals do down the stretch. I'm pulling it up right now. They do have to play the Brewers and the Cubs to finish it out. So it's possible they could have a kind of shaky end of the season. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's going to be the next week's going to be a lot of fun to watch no matter which way you look at it.
1: Oh yeah. And what do we have? 10, 11 games left. So yep. uh yeah, Depending on which team you're looking at, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, and it's good that there's a race that uh, it's good there's something exciting happening. Yeah, no, for sure. It's What's up? Uh, yeah, Jordy, let's,
0: well, let's do go it over to the AL. Yeah, please give me your hot team. Yeah, I'm gonna go, Greg. Instead of going with uh one team that I pick a lot that went that's won no, seven of the last please, ten teams, please go with that team. Do you want want me to go with that team? Yes. I mean, which team in the ALS do you want me to go for? Because I pick them a lot. I was going to go with another team. ALS? No, no. Leave the East team for me. All right. I'm going to go then, Greg, because they've just been an absolute wagon recently, and they are just making it so that they are so close to clinching the American League West. That's the Houston Astros, the defending champs. They have won seven of the last ten games as of the Oakland A's, who are right are nipping right on the Yankees' heels to get a home wild card game. But I'm going to go with the Astros here. They swept the Tigers last week. They took two of three from the Diamondbacks. They lost to the Mariners at home last night, which is a little, little shaky, a little suspect. Um there was a grand slam from a rookie, Daniel Vogelbach. Uh, so you could really argue that it's more the offense, which is just a low night. Uh they're they are in action right now. The Astros and Mariners are tied in the third inning. But you know, this team, Greg, they are getting hot at the right time. We say this week in, week out, and with Jose Altuve really back on, you know, back on his horse, it looks like that they're gonna continue the snowball effect right into the playoffs and they've now eclipsed the Cleveland Indians for the for or excuse me they had eclipsed the Cleveland Indians but uh I saw 83 I saw the 3 and the 4 of 83 and 94 but they I mean they're pretty much locking up that they're going to be the 2 seed they're going to host the Indians that's almost a foregone conclusion unless again they have some sort of slip up in the athletics you know get by them but I mean just a great great week for them and you know i mean scary time if you're if you're not a fan of the astros as they play listen to this down the down the stretch seattle as they're playing right now anaheim at home the only this is only hard cuz they're going to toronto which we've established hard place to play and then greg they have four games to conclude the season in baltimore mm. where you could pay combined $32 to go to every single one of those games, according to the ticket prices I'm seeing on ESPN. In so. Baltimore Baltimore's trash
1: right now, and the Red Sox have a series with them too. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say the Red Sox were a hot team, but uh, you wouldn't let uh, me. You said don't pick them. All right, fine. Pick the Red Sox. I thought you were going to go someone else. I thought you were going to take my hot team. But Please pick the Red Sox.
0: No, I already picked the Astros. <laughs> I already picked them.
1: The right, Sox so- aren't going to get
0: nodder then because
1: you're going to pick the Rays. Jordy, I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Rays, and let me tell you why. Yeah. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. All right. Sit down for this. Tell me when you're sitting. I'm I'm sitting. Okay. Now, listen to this. The Tampa Bay Rays, okay, mm-hmm. they are, they are. Seven games in the loss column, eight games in the win column behind the Yankees. Correct? That is correct. Okay. The Yankees play Tampa Bay for a four-game series. ho! Oh. They – nope, sorry. That's not true. No, yeah, sorry. Tampa Bay, the Yankees play Tampa Bay for a four-game series. The Yankees also play the Red Sox for six games, two, two separate series. So what's that math? How many games is that? Uh, what is that, 10 games? 10 games, correct. So let's say the Red Sox win five out of six of those games and the Rays sweep the Yankees. That's nine losses the Yankees could potentially have in the next week and a half, two weeks, correct? it's true. if the Rays take care of business and they're playing Toronto – twice they played toronto for for six games okay they played seven toronto. games seven games correct they played toronto thank you they played toronto seven times if they win those games jordy the tampa bay rays all of a sudden don't look now they are in second place in the AL East which also puts them in the wild card either the first or the second spot probably the second
0: that's pretty abs- absurd that hap- that could happen.
1: <laughs> and you know what's the scary part is, Jordy? The Tampa they raise who have won 8 of the last 10 have had an un- they've only had 3 losses in the
0: month of September. Can we talk about this too? They were 49 and 49 on July 21st. And now 2 months later they go from being 500 to 17 games above 500. Exactly. You're talking about a team that hasn't lost,
1: you're talking about a team that hasn't had a fifth starter all year. You're talking about a team that has eighty three wins, which is just as many as the Cleveland Indians. And guess what? The Cleveland Indians already clinched their division. You're talking they have the about same teams.
0: record as the Indians
1: right now. Exactly. They have the same record. They have a better record than the Atlanta Braves, who are also going to win their division in the National League. If they're in any other, di- they, have the, they have the same. They have a better record than the. Los, they, they have a better be, record than the Braves. They have a better record than the Los Angeles Dodgers, Jordy. Oh my God! They have a better record than the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they're 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 seven games. Out of the wild card position in the East, or in the wild in, in the wild card in the American League, the craziest part, Jordy, is this could happen. Yeah, they're six and a half behind Oakland for the second wild card spot. They could catch the Yankees. The Red Sox right now are, win, are beating the Yankees in New York currently, um, and they're, they're they end the season three games at Fenway. Okay, the Red Sox will have nothing to play for, so they might have some JV guys in there. You never know, but. Um, if, if the Yankees lost two out of three, to the Blue Jays lost two out of, or three out of four to the twins. Uh, you know, they're on a little skid right now. And if, and if the, if, if you can believe it, Jordy, if you can believe it and, and get down with this, okay. The Tampa Bay Rays because of those 10 games potential with, with the Red Sox and then four with the, four at the Rays. let's say the Yankees lose all those, or even, even if they lose nine out of 10, even if they lose eight out of 10, the Rays jump the Yankees.
0: That's pretty absurd. I mean, that's like Mets-Phillies 2007 type of shit. That You really <laughs> have to assume some real fuckery by the New York Yankees.
1: But I'm saying, and what's, what's to assume? They're The, the, the Rays they have four games, an opportunity, four games. The Rays are at home for four games. They have an opportunity... To beat the Yankees for four games at home in their stadium, they have, with the Red Sox who are trying. If the Red Sox win tonight, they clinch the AL East. They clinch whatever, but they're also trying to get home field throughout, so they're still going to play regardless of how many wins they might have. So there's a there's a potential for the Red Sox to take five out of six from the Yankees, six out of six from the Yankees, even four out of six from the Yankees, and then if there's a four game sweep for Tampa Bay, who as we mentioned, they have only had three losses in the month of September, and 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 what was their record since, that you just threw out there from, from July? There's 17 games above
0: five hundred since July 21st. Is it that crazy? Is it that crazy? We're talking about – It's it not. I'm not now? just on their trajectory they've been on. It's absurd. I'd love to see it just because <laughs> I'd love to see – everybody's super excited that Aaron Judge is, is playing tonight, uh, at least on the Yankees' side, but I'd love to see – I'd love to see – you know what would be the best, Greg? If they had a game one sixty three to get into the wild card game, and the Rays just throw out a different pitcher every inning,
1: I mean, outside of outside of Snell, who might steal the Cy Young from from Chris Sale, yeah, um, which is a whole another thing which we we're going to talk about, but th- this this. I, I especially right now because if the Rays they won last night versus Texas, if they win tonight and they win tomorrow and and they sweep the Rangers here, I, <laughs> you mean I'm a believer. I am a believe. Especially Snell Snell's pitching tonight, so uh, Jordy, this the the only thing that's saving the Yankees is that they don't have to pay. They don't have to face Snell. Snell doesn't face them, Um and. <laughs> the rays for the four game set with the yankees have zero pitchers guaranteed or one pitcher guaranteed to pitch. The other three spots are open because that's how they roll. They have no idea who's going to be their starter until the day of.
0: Yeah. No, no, it's very true. And like that's sort of the advantage that I was thinking of of having to do the rays theory even if it's A's Astro or A's Yankees' A's is that either of them could do what the Rays do in the first round and the wild card round? Basically, what the, the Yankees incidentally had to do with Luis Severino of just pitching bullpen guys for nine innings or even eight innings to basically save your guy for the assuming you get through. Um, but the Rays already do that, except for Blake Snell. And they don't have like there, they could do this theory and hope it works. I don't know. It's, it's the, the-, the possibility of this, Greg. We keep changing of what our John our Carlos sixty home run watch slash are the Phillies in last place watch is for twenty eighteen. <laughs> And this is – I think we lock this in is this is what we're watching. I I mean,
1: short – Rays Watch 2018. raise Watch 2018. Short of, I was trying to see which team – who's going to have more wins, the Red Sox versus the Orioles' losses. Right now, 103 wins versus 107 losses. That's That's the number I was looking at. That's actually a good one. But the fact the Red Sox have to play the Orioles and they're going to sweep them or or even, you know, whatever it may be, it's sort of a a negative We found
0: out – who was it? The Padres had the – you get to see as many games you, as you want until the Padres win five times. So we found out <laughs> if anybody's actually hit five wins?
1: I, I hope, I hope so. But yeah. can we, can we, can we talk about this? Like when I heard this this morning, this race thing is
0: is the real deal. Yeah, this I know, is actually really
1: exciting. And, and obviously, it takes the Rays having to
0: win. And, they have a point and- one playoff percentage on ESPN's dumbass playoff odds, but.
1: I'm all in for it. I am am so in for this just because they play Texas, who is brutal, who sold off – they're playing Toronto, who's sold off all their best players, and then they get a four-game set at home versus the Yankees.
0: Oh, my God. I'm looking at this now. I'm going to look at this now of what their odds are to make the playoffs. And if it's – we could just throw like 10 bucks and just let it ride. I mean, Jordy (laughs) –
1: it, but it, it all hit – I mean, obviously it hinders on, on the Red Sox playing their players. It hinders on, you know, the Yankees continuing on their slide and, and Judge with, with uh, runners in scoring position hit into a double play. So, you know, he's, he's, you can't guarantee anything with him coming back. But it's just – the fact that this is a possibility, the fact that this team has just as many wins, a better record than the Braves, better record than the Dodgers, um, and they're still nowhere close to the playoffs is, is crazy. Just crazy. I mean, if this guy doesn't get manager of the year, they're going to give it to Cora just because the wins. But if if you're if anyone's paying attention, it's got to go to him, right?
0: Yeah, AL manager of the year. Yeah,
1: who's would you give it to the the Athletics guy? No, I was saying that you. I was saying they're probably going to give it to Cora just because of how many wins he has. Yeah. But you have to give it to the race guy with this. I mean, they, if they, they make
0: the playoffs. It's it's bet
1: that. They have, the they, farm on that. they have a better record than two teams, two teams in the, and they didn't have a they didn't have a. They fifth have the starter. same record
0: as the Cleveland Indians, a team that has a very very legitimate mm-hmm. shot of winning the World Series.
1: Exactly, and and it's blo- mind blowing. I know I keep saying it, but they didn't have a fifth starter to start the year. They still don't have a fifth starter.
0: They they have two guys who are sitting there. They, their they let up less runs than the Indians. Let's. I just <laughs> looked at the. They let up as as little runs as the Red Sox have.
1: They exactly. They have two guys. they have two starting pitches in their rotation who regularly get starts and then they rotate the rest. Like Yeah, they get, can move Faria into the fucking bullpen. Get out of here. And yeah. Archer and Archer went down, so like this is crazy. Crazy this it's could happen. Crazy it's this absurd. could happen. So quickly, let's get into Cy Young. Chris Sale, because he's coming mm-hmm. off his injury, he needs to average twelve innings for the rest of the year in order to be eligible for like the ERA thing because you, know, you have to have as many innings pitched as, as team games, right? Oh, yeah. Right. I didn't
0: even think about this.
1: So he's twelve innings away, and he has he's scheduled for two starts as of right now.
0: Jesus Christ! So, so currently, this is a flashback to my fucking what's it called? So my baseball league has a um like an, a minimums pit innings pitch for every week, and yeah. just trying to do the math on this. This yeah. is like a flashback to to that. So, I mean, holy
1: c- shit! so jordy what's scary is that because he's coming back from an injury he's on a pitch count so he's he he's on a 65 pitch count for sunday start versus the yankees yikes so he needs to go six innings and 65 pitches uh and currently nathan Ivaldi is at 67 pitches in the middle of the six so you know you never know but if he doesn't the pitch go count
0: six, shit can get really weird. Exactly.
1: If he doesn't go 6 on Sunday. You've seen this with Nola all
0: year with the Phillies. It's kind of yeah. really ridiculous at times.
1: If, if he doesn't go 6 this start versus the Yankees then the next start versus the Yankees in Fenway if he pitches because, you know, that's uh, he's scheduled to pitch right now. I think it's the last game of the season. Um yeah, no, 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 sorry. The 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 third to last game of the season, the first game of the Yankees series to end the season. He's scheduled to pitch that Friday night. If he pitches that game, then he has, if he doesn't reach six, uh, if he doesn't reach six innings tomorrow, uh, yikes, yeah, he's not pitching. No, sorry, he's pitching against Cleveland, and then he's pitching again versus the Yankees. He needs to do six and six in the next two starts, uh, or he needs to do six and eight, or
0: five and eight, whatever it is. He needs to get
1: twelve. As much and eight. I want
0: to say that's so easy to do. That's it's not in today's day and age of baseball.
1: Exactly. And he needs to get 12 innings and they're on a pitch count just for him to be eligible for the ERA thing because of the, the whole, like, again, the, you have to have as many innings pitch as your team's played. So, um, <laughs> it stinks because he, sh- he's leading the majors in everything. And he should be, he should be the Cy uh, Young winner. But I mean, Snell, Snell, because he might not qualify or because, the uh, sale might not qualify for the era it could be Snell. does well wouldn't that does it matter if he qualifies for the era or not no i know for but the i'm players? just like I, I understand that but i'm just saying like if he doesn't qualify then he's not leading league in era i guess technically but the statistic is still there right but like you know joe I schmo would, joe schmo rookie oh fuck you yeah nice nice judge just hit a moonshot that got caught at the wall um nice good good catch sorry um but like if joe schmoe rookie comes up and pitches one in one game and has zero era then he's leaving majors you know i mean there's a reason why there's qualified stats
0: yeah no i understand that um i mean at the same time you could still vote for chris sale that's not restricting me from casting a vote for him if i'm a if i have an mvp vote right no, I'm. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just.
1: I'm. I'm just nervous right now. No.
0: Um, I mean, if if Felix Hernandez can win, and he had, the, I don't think he had a sub 500 record, but he was like 12 and 10. Mm-hmm. What was that? 2011. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, anything can happen at this point. Right now, he's at a 150. His WAR is still higher than than Snell's. His WHIP is 14 points lo- lower. And there aren't that many dudes that are sub one anyway. Verlander, who has an ERA of point uh, two six two six seven, Corey Kluber, who is point nine seven. Which, by the way, Greg, just looking at this, sorting it out, wasn't the best way to sort on you know on any on any category. But this just speaks to how bad Cleveland's bullpen is. Kluber's second in wins. Carlos Carrasco is fifth. You got Trevor Bauer and Mike Clevenger. Trevor Bauer, who hasn't pitched since August 11th, and Mike Clevenger, who are tied for 12th, all up there. And the Indians have the same record as the Tampa Bay Rays, (laughs) who have Blake Snell as number one with 19 wins, and Ryan Yarborough, who's tied with Garrett Cole with 14. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean... And somehow that team's
1: going to compete with the Astros. Get out of here. Anyway, I just... Those are my two things that I, I I I'm stewing over. And as a Red Sox fan, with everything sort of locked up for us now, we're looking out for Sales, Cy Young, and we're looking out for the Rays to sneak in past the Yankees because that would be the that would be the perfect season. That would be the perfect end sure. to the to the to the season that they've had so far. Obviously, sure. a World Series, but the perfect end of regular season that they've had so far.
0: What's your thought on the NL Cy Young? Since we're just talking about it anyway, do you think it's Degrom's now? Oh, uh, I feel like you no, have as to, as I feel like love you have to see struggle the last couple starts, and he's been clearly is the MVP of the Phillies. Um, but he, I mean, and he's not doing so well tonight. And so, I mean, this is I think four starts in a row, three starts in a row where he's been, you know, subpar of what we've seen. I mean, his WAR is still over nine, which is awesome, but. I mean, his ERA has been inflating. It's his whip's still under one, but I don't so, know. I,
1: so, so we're talking, we're talking Scherzer, we're talking Nola, we're talking Scherzer, DeGrom. Nola, Degrom. Right. So, Scherzer seventeen wins, Nola sixteen wins, Degrom only eight. Scherzer two hundred and seventy seven Ks, Degrom's 251, Nola two fifty one, Nola two hundred and one. Scherzer, Phillies
0: pitcher to do it in five
1: years, by the way. Right, and this is obviously not the end of the season, but. And then you look at ERA: Scherzer two fifty three, Degrom one seventy eight, Nola two forty two, right? Yeah. And then and then Nola's got the highest WHIP with point nine seven. I mean, how do you not go ERA? Right. Yeah. How do you not go ERA? Because Degrom's ERA is so much lower than the others. I mean, Andy's Nola- the lowest
0: amount of walks too, which yeah. I think is a big deal.
1: And, and and Nola's had a great year, yes, and he deserves every, all the credit he got, his All Star vote, all that. Um, the the it's the ERA, it's the ERA that Degrom has right now, 1.78. and that could all change obviously um, moving forward. But De, Degrom is in the middle of strikeouts. their strikeouts are out of this world. The problem is this team stinks. He's got no wins. If 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 he had any more wins than if he had more wins than eight, this wouldn't be a conversation.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. If he had double-digit wins, if he was eight, and nine, right. or ten and nine, I mean, right. uh, it would be lock it up at this point. But we'll right. see how the voters go. I guess.
1: I I think there's a chance. I think I think he's there's outside looking in, but I think there's a chance.
0: Yeah. No, I think it'll be interesting. I For think. Nola. For I just Nola. think Scherzer too. Yeah, with Nola, I mean, if he had, if he'd hit like seven innings, like every start down the stretch and the like, was the reason the Phillies made the playoffs or like when the Phillies did it in 2007, Cole Hamels was such a big part of that and he didn't with the Cy Young or anything, but like if Aaron Nola was the reason, like the big part of it, because for so long when the Phillies would go into skids, Nola was the, was the slump buster for them and hasn't been that in September. But then again, he's had some great starts against really good teams. He had a really good start against the Red Sox in July he had, he had a couple really good starts against other teams, uh, against the Yankees, against a bunch of others. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, you know, we talked, we've talked about this before. Scherzer got shelled by the Red Sox yeah. in July. Yeah. You could look at that too, some of the other intangibles, but I don't know. Yeah, I, no, I'd I, almost I give like, it to Gram if, if I had a vote.
1: Yeah. And I feel like people are tired of, of, you know, it's almost like Scherzer because he's been so done. It's almost like Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady put up the best numbers he's ever put up, but, yet people are like, oh, you know, so-and-so could be a better MVP. And it's like, well, if if this guy has the best numbers ever, he's ever put up in a season, how do you not give him – you know what I mean? How do you not give him the MVP for that? So it's the same sort of thing. It's like Scherzer is putting up these crazy numbers, but he's been there before, he's done it before. So that's why people are like, all right, let's go DeGrom. Let's go Nola. And I think you're right. I think at the end of the day, DeGrom will get it. Hopefully he gets it. Um, but, you know, that's just me uh, me liking DeGrom. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Jordy, let's uh, let's smooth transition this over while we're
0: talking pitchers and Cy Young. Give me your uh, hot pitcher of the week. Yeah, so my Billy Chapel starting pitcher of the week. <laughs> for those that don't remember, Greg and I had argued for a bit of how I would not include bullpen guys, and despite the podcast being called the bullpen cart, uh, but I'm going to start in the AL, Greg. I am going to go with a guy not on a team that we normally talk about, and this is Ryan Borecki or Baruki, mm-hmm. of the Toronto Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Had himself a week. He pitched 14 innings. He struck out 12. Mm-hmm. He won one game. Only let up two runs. So that's an ERA of point, or 1.26. He only let up six hits and three walks. Again, over 14 innings. That's a whip of .63. Uh wanted to give this guy a little bit of credit. Uh, there's other guys in the AL who had themselves pretty good weeks as well, but got to give some credit to uh, some of the teams you don't really talk about. Toronto, you know, not really the best year for them. They've obviously had all these different pieces that have fallen apart. And they've really, I mean, they've now locked up that they are not going to be above 500, uh, especially from when, where they were two years ago, when they were in the ALCS, they were this close to getting to the world series. And now here they are. I mean, but good for them that they have at least a couple guys that they can, you know, have some some happiness towards. Yeah,
1: no, good pick, and and that was going to be my honorable mention if you didn't say him. Uh, so good on you, Jordy. Nice job. I'm going go with David Price, uh, not only because this week one start, seven innings pitch, one win, seven K, zero earned, um, but this whole this last like three or four starts last month he's been lights out. Um, yeah, he's been really good. Yeah, and and just dominant sort of shades of the price of old so hopefully he can keep that going hopefully he can convert that into uh let's go hopefully he can convert that into a huge strikeout for John uh I guess the Red Sox won the offseason but huge uh huge week for Price <laughs> huge month for Price um so let's uh good on him and ho- hopefully he can hopefully he can he can keep that form and hopefully he can he can uh, do well in the playoffs for us so yeah. um or for I the like Red it. Sox I love it, Jordy. What about you in the NL? Who you got? Um, yeah, this was a little tough. Um, I'm. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna go with the guy that pitched a complete game, Chris okay. Stratton, San Francisco Giants. Nine innings pitch, one win, obviously wins seven Ks, zero strike or zero earned runs. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> no, Stratton. I like it. Got to give credit where it's due. Yeah, I mean he. Again, up and down year. He's five hundred pitcher, but he's one hundred and four Ks and only forty six walks, so that's huge. And um, he got the win against the Colorado Rockies team who's in the middle of the playoff hunt. Um, And and so, good for him. Nine again. I think it was at home, so you know. But seven Ks, only two walks, two hits, nine innings pitched uh, with a
0: one point three four WHIP in that in that start. So. That was that's fine. Who you got? Uh, so I am between two Cubs pitchers, but I'm gonna go with Jose Quintana, mm-hmm. who went one and one this week, but he only let up two earned runs. He had 14 Ks over 11.2 innings, an ERA of 1.54, WHIP of 1.11. The other guy I was gonna go with was Kyle Hendricks, who had a higher ERA but a lower WHIP. Also went one and one on the week. Uh, both guys. I mean, we talk about how big. Cole Hamels has been for the Cubs since coming over there, but you can't really forget about these guys because they, along with Lester, have been you know this nucleus of that Cubs starting pitching staff, especially since Jake Arrieta left and you know everything that's been going on with you Darvish. But you know it'll be really interesting to see the Cubs rotation and, and how they end up going with pitching coming down the stretch, and if they continue to be hot, even if they can't get wins, just because. You know, if their bats are just a little bit cold. I mean, think about this, Greg. (laughs) Kyle Hendricks and Jose Quintana had a win and a loss. And between the two of them, they let up five innings pitched over 24 innings. And they each recorded a loss there. So, I mean, they're doing their job. And the Cubs bats obviously have the potential to do their job to make sure that they can pick up their pitchers there. But if they don't, you know, we could see stuff like this happen. But. I don't know the Cubs are going to be really interesting story to see how they perform down the stretch. Cause we saw this a little bit last year where kind of like this year, they had a a weird first half of the season. And then second half, they kind of took away with it kind of ran away with it this year. I mean, the brewers have been have remained to be incredibly hot and have stayed right on the Cubs tail. But I think the Cubs are, you know, I think they're going to get it done at least to get that first round by, but you know, if they don't, we could see another exciting playoff, or a, I want to say playoff wild card game, like we did two years ago, or three years ago when they had to play the Pirates in that game, and they're actually the road team and won, and they ended up losing to the Mets in the NLCS. But we'll see how it all goes. Could you imagine though a Cubs Dodgers play in game? Uh, the MLB's worst nightmare. That'd be terrible. Yeah they they <laughs> would be freaking the fuck out if that happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh LB's worst nightmare yeah yeah good good choice um good choice jordy um yeah. who do you got for bullpen guy of the week what do you got
0: i am gonna yield to you because i have to i have to resort my pitching stats uh who do you got for yours al so i will mention i got to give it to my boy
1: ryan brazier uh rookie guy that called up three innings pitched two holds, zero earned and a win um Obviously, Craig Campbell, three saves, three appearances, four Ks. What is Bobby Bo-
0: Pointer guy?
1: Is he good? Yeah, he's really good too. Yeah. Don't get me started. But I'm gonna go with the 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 hot team of the week, the team that you and I are looking out for the team, the Giancarlo Chase for 61 uh, story story to end the year, which is a new category that Jordy came up with tonight. Uh, the Tampa Rays, Jose Alvarado. 8Ks, 1 save, 3.1 innings, 2 holds, 0 earned runs, 0 whip. Uh, Huge week for him, huge week for the Rays, huge month for the Rays. Three losses in September. Let's go, Rays.
0: I love that pick, Greg. I am going to go with a guy that was on the Rays and is now on the Seattle Mariners. Let's go, Jordy. They have started to fall off a little bit, but I'm going to go with Alex Colomb, who... I mean, he was their closer at the beginning of the year. Traded to the, the Mariners. What in May? Mm. Is that when he got traded? Uh, made three appearances, had two holds, three strikeouts. Didn't let up any hits, any walks, any runs. Uh, so complete blank week for him. So you know, an- another good one there. But it's just funny thinking about where the all the different tr- players the Rays have dealt throughout this season. If they still had them, where they would where they would be, or would have just been that they'd been kind of playing stagnant, and now the players who are there have sort of the Las Vegas Golden Knights attitude of we're the dudes that these guys think they can tank with, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, We have a chip on our shoulder, and now we're going to go fucking catch the Yankees. We're going to peel off a little bit of our douchebag owner or our former showgirl owner and get a piece off of the dress every day, major league (laughs) reference if you don't know that. I mean, who knows? I mean, this could be this could be real life Major League. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because you're not that far off, but it's
1: it's funny because they and it's the Yankees. It's the same thing as Major League because they're chasing the Yankees. Literally the same thing, and and Holy they shit. they are a team that they don't know any better, right? They don't. Yeah. They don't. It's just, uh I if this if Jordy. I hope your dad somewhere is listening, and I hope he hears me talk all the trash that I talk. And I hope yeah. he hears this, because this is this is legit. Like I know we joke, but like obviously a lot to happen. But the Yankees have played the Red Sox who six times to end the season. And then they have a four game series with the Rays, and they're yeah. six games or seven games ahead of the Rays
0: right now. So it's not that far fetched of an idea. Pod podcast idea, Greg. Can we do a podcast on Major League, especially if Third and Girl hasn't seen it? Ooh, nice! Yeah, sort of a live watch reaction. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be. I want to do this with one of my buddies who hasn't seen The Mighty Ducks. He hasn't seen any of the movies. What? That, like, we've been talking about doing this for like two years. God. We could actually do. Yeah, I know, right? That's I don't know how you I don't know how you grew up in the nineteen nineties and didn't Ugh. see The Mighty Ducks, but we could do this with Major League. I've made her watch a billion baseball movies that she hasn't seen, and I don't think Major League is one of them. So this could happen.
1: Let's do it. Love it. All right, yeah. give me your
0: uh, hot player of the week. What do you got? Yeah, my hot player of the week, I am going to go with Christian Yelich. I mentioned him before. He had his second, count it, second cycle of the season, and in like two and a half weeks. Uh, both have been against the Cincinnati Reds, a team that, basically it's playing the ultimate spoiler in the NL Central uh, but he went 4 or he went 8 for 21, he had three homers, seven ribbies, walked a couple times, stole a couple bases, he batted 381, on-base percentage of 480, slugging percentage of 952. And you got to give credit where credits due with the cycle. It's it's you know pretty awesome there. I just think how well this Brewers team is playing. It's. I mean, it's gonna be fun watching them come down the stretch, especially if they're hosting that wild card game. It's gonna be like another baseball movie, Greg. Mister Three Thousand in that. Nice. So they don't have. They don't have some old guy trying to play for their team, who isn't signed right now that they could try to. Like if Ho, if Jose Bautista hadn't been picked up by the Phillies, he could have uh, been there, Mister yeah. Three Thousand. Hanley Ramirez. Oh yeah, Hanley Ramirez. Let's get him on the team. Let's. Thank you. Uh, who do we know? In, who do we know in, in Milwaukee that we could make this happen? <sighs> I wish I'm I figured this off one. off air, but anyway, Christian Yelich,
1: my hot player of the week. Good choice, Jordy. Good choice. Uh, National League. I'm going uh, Yasiel Puig um, because that uh, that Yelich character. Uh, I think I think he went for the cycle instead of trying to play for real. Uh, Yasiel Puig. Why? Because he ran to third base. <laughs> Yasiel Puig, seven runs, five home runs, nine RBI's, a stolen base, hit .458. This yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, Yellow only good. hit 381. Yeah, Yellow only hit 381, so um, <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Pretty good pretty there for good. Good. Uh in the And the Dodgers team, obviously, that's, uh was my hot team of the week. That's a yeah. theme. I uh, will mention Juan Soto, Washington Nationals, a team that's going to catch the Phillies. Uh Can we
0: talk about how good the NL rookie of the year chase is becoming between Soto and Acuna? Oh yeah. Like both of them are staying incredibly hot. The only reason why I didn't mention Acuna is that he didn't like, he didn't have the big production numbers, but he had a great batting week. He went 10 for 26 and, and non-base percentage nearly 500, but both of them, they're going like punch for punch. You think Soto's out of it and he hits four homers, including however many he hit against the Phillies. Mm -mm. Three stolen bases. Huge. Yeah, huge and a bunch of stolen for, bases, yeah. Huge week for him. Huge week for him. Another one I want to mention, uh, Greg, is Michael Conforto, the Mets. Uh, good, Big week sure. for him. 12 yeah. ribbies. Yeah. 12. Unreal. He, he, Unreal. He, yeah, he did well. American League, who do you got? Mm.
1: Everything in me. You know what? Yep, not doing it. Not going with the Yankee. I'm going... Adoberto, Aldoberto Aldobeto Mondesi from the Kansas City Royals yeah. 438 average five, 5 stolen bases this week Jordy
0: 7 RBIs 2 home runs 6 runs scored himself Can we talk about how much small ball the Rays are playing They had Whit Merrifield who also had 5 stolen bases they had Alex Gordon with 2 I mean people say small ball is dying cuz of MLB yeah. but You know, I mean, Kansas City, small market team, they use a lot of money ball, so maybe they know something we don't.
1: They won them a World Series, right? Exactly. I mean, (laughs) it's a big deal.
0: huge deal. deal. Happens. Big mistake. Huge. Yeah, so my hot player of the American League – I have a I'm between a couple. I could pick Kyle Seeger just to point out to Matt that Kyle Seeger is actually good. Remember when he said he's not good in our <laughs> American league West preview. Mm-hmm. Um, I could pick Justin Upton. He had four homers. I could look at a couple other guys, a lot of nationally guys that pop up on this uh, when you sort it by hits, but I'm going to go with some run production for my pick. And Greg, I am going to go with a guy you couldn't pick. That's D.D. D. Gregorius of the New York Yankees, who had four homers, nine ribbies. Not the, uh, most, pro- not the most played appearances of anyone on our list here. Uh, six for 17 with three walks. Uh, no strikeouts, though, so, so good on him. But, I mean, making the most of his playing time there. And, and, you know, being productive for his team. Another yeah. one I, I really wanted to pick, there was a couple guys in Oakland who got to give sh- um, some shouts to Chris Davis, who's now uh, just proving that he's this home run or strikeout type of guy like Adam Dunn was for really one or two seasons. Chris Davis with a K, Chris with a K, has been able to do this for oh so many years in a row now. Um, he's eclipsed 43. Once again, he's eclipsed 40 home runs. Um, he's now, I mean, he's only played in the league for, this is, I think, his sixth year, which su- was surprising to me when I saw this, but he isn't even at two, 200 home runs yet, which is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the book is out on him,
0: right? Pitch, yeah. Don't pitch low. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, uh, put and- it anywhere near the strike zone, though. I mean, he has 163 ribbies. It's nuts. Or 163 uh, strikeouts, 115 ribbies. I was looking at strikeouts, but seeing yeah, RBI.
1: He's, uh, he's not a fan of his, but um, good choice, Jordy. Any honorable mentions?
0: Uh, yeah, Chris Davis was the honor was one of my honorable mentions. Um, Robinson Cano, you could say he had seven seven RBI. I'm just looking at RBI numbers. Um, the bracket ship. Do you give him any props? Oh I God. mean, he only had – I was going to say, he hit, the, he, look, he hit the home run that clinched in the playoff spot. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have, like, the most the most playing time, but still seven ribbies and ten, ten at-bats. That's pretty – and two homers. I mean, that's still pretty yeah. it was pretty great. nice. It was, it was good awesome, for
1: him. awesome for him. I loved it. And yeah. Canars- you could put uh, Edwin Encarnacion up there. Yeah, that's true. Ride the parrot. Uh, All right, Jordy, here's what I got. Uh, what else you got? Heading into Bleacher Creature, yep. Uh, I was at Fenway Friday night, Red Sox Mets, um, and then proceeded to be outside Fenway for Saturday uh, the game, Red Sox Mets again. First time the Mets have been to Fenway since uh, two thousand three, maybe I don't know. Some some a long time, nine years. Really? Yeah, nine years maybe. Wow. Um, which is not two thousand three, but you know, nine years been a while. Uh, That's so crazy. Yeah, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because I guess like the NFL does every eight years because the the you only like the AFC East and the NFC East only play every four years, but like they rotate. It's right. so, like the, the Eagles were in, at Foxborough two years or three years ago. So next year when they play, they'll be in Philadelphia. And the last time they were in Philly was 2011. But like with baseball, they rotate every division. So I guess like it would be every six years. But like teams like the Phillies and the and the Red Sox play every year. Because they're quote natural rivals, so it's it is weird. It's very very strange. Yeah, and and what's more so is the uh,
1: the Mets fans, the seven line crew they have there. Yeah. So they apparently when they try to buy tickets at Yankee Stadium, they call they wor- they work with group sales for the Yankees, and the Yankees can't find a single you know, let's say 40 seats together, whatever the Red Sox group sales front office, they worked with the Reds, with the Mets fan. They worked with the seven line crew and allowed the Mets to buy out two full sections, the seven, seven line crew. And this, when I tell you, and they had custom shirts, blah, blah, blah. Even Friday night before seven line crew was there, there was a shitload of Mets fans. And it wasn't it wasn't when normally when you see like let's go Mets, let's go Red Sox, that you know, back and forth. It wasn't like a lot of that because yeah. everyone everyone knew the stakes, like the Red Sox are obviously good, the Mets are obviously not. The number of times that there was Yankee sucks chance going around the stadium. That's incredible. Oh between all like uh, Friday night and then you could hear it I was outside the stadium for Saturday. Friday night obviously I was leading in the charge, but Saturday you could hear it outside the stadium because that's how loud it was. The Yankees, suck. it was
0: un- unreal. Because two teams just hate the Yankees. Um, I was going to say because a lot of a lot of I've seen it more with Mets fans are quote Red Sox fans as well because of how much they hate mm-hmm. the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every, everyone always is
1: a team in, in the in the other division, right? Everyone always is a team to root for, and I feel like Red Sox and Mets just makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely uh, makes sense. So that's my blue creature is is how how awesome it was to see New York people and and Boston people getting along just simply because of the fact that we, we bonded
0: over a common hatred for, for the evil empire. Yeah. I've seen that a couple of times in Philadelphia when the, uh, the Red Sox have been there and people chant, chant Yankees suck or stuff like that, especially uh, when the Red Sox were there in 2010 after the the Phillies lost. But no uh, Mets fans travel really well you know we, yeah they become the butt of a lot of jokes just because of everything that's happened whether it's Bobby Bonilla or you know the Ponzi scheme and all that but the Mets fans they uh they're a strong crew oh yeah and check out
1: check check out the seven line crew because uh you know they really do a lot um as like a fan fan group or whatever they travel yeah. well they organize it and it's cool because you know how often do you go to a stadium and
0: you know, there's a bunch
1: of Philly fans sitting all over the place. They actually organized it, and stadium is yeah. stadium, so it's pretty good.
0: The only time I can think of, and I don't even know if it was organized, it just happened to be, the Phillies were in were in Chicago for a random July series, and the Phillies, like, this is when the Cubs were starting to become good. So, like, Wrigley's, I think, always been a hard place to, like, get a, t- a ticket, but this is when it was really hard to get tickets there. It still is, obviously, yeah. but, like, there was a very strong Phillies fan fi- uh philly's base there and like everyone that i would talk to in philadelphia was like or, not everyone but a lot of people that i just happened to, to talk to was like oh i'm gonna try to go out fly out to chicago and mm. why for this random series at wrigley in july it's beyond me but well it's because you know. they it, it's
1: just like the same reason why people want to go to fenway yeah you want know, to you want to see those parks that are national landmarks and
0: Staples. Yeah. So but they that's play. My, they that, play at Wrigley every year, though. So that's uh, that's, that's the only reason yeah. why I'm like, why yeah. this random one in July? Like maybe, maybe they there's a lot there. transplant. Maybe there's a lot yeah. of people from Philly
1: who head up and end up in Chicago. But uh, that's uh, that's, one but, <laughs> that's that's my bleacher creature of uh, of the week for me. What do you got?
0: Uh, so I have one that you're gonna find really funny, Greg, because I know how much you love to shit on my uh, Philadelphia fanhood and just really Philadelphia fanhood in general. There was a tweet that I saw that. <laughs> It was from a Phillies beat writer who you hear this a lot at any Philadelphia sporting event, specific, and especially when that team is losing. But you hear it a lot anyway, especially since the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And that's E A G L E S Eagles chance. And you heard and you can hear it at Phillies games. You've been able to hear it all season. And apparently, I forget which game last week against the Nationals. Someone chanted out EAGLES. And because of how weird the weather had been, remember we talked about the the, the flamethrowers? So they had to have the double header. And because it was on Tuesday when they had the double header, it started at three o'clock. It was single admission. By the time the second game ended, there was barely anyone in the stadium. So you could hear this one fan go EAGLES Eagles. And you can hear someone else yell, at, yell out, you're at a fucking baseball game, shut up. <laughs> and I think the guy like another guy joined in with him to rechant EAGLES Eagles. And the guy like tweeted something, something about it of like, I'm hearing Philadelphia fans argue about Philadelphia chants. I <laughs> like, love it. I, I love that. I love the guy who said that you're at an Eagles game, shut the hell up. I'm a huge yeah, you're fan of Philly's that. Game, shut the hell up. <laughs> huge
1: fan. Huge fan.
0: Because there's a lot of there's a lot of random people that are Phillies fans and it's re- the Phillies are the only team that you find this with that they're a Phillies fan, but they're not a fan of any of the other three teams in Philadelphia. Specifically, it comes to football because that's because Eagles fans is, are douchebags. Well, not all Eagles fans. Sorry. The stereotypical Eagles fans are douchebags, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, f- f- it's I like mean, the stereotypical. we can go into, a, Bruins, can go into the Flyers and Sixers fans stereotypical and shit. Bruins fan. it's the Bruins It's a stereotypical Bruins fan, right? Yeah.
0: You can go into Flyers fans and, and Sixers fans and what they've done, too. Because uh, n- none of the other th- – like, the, the Phillies fans are the nicest of them all, which makes the Chris Christie Citizens Bank Park is a place of, like, uh, douchebaggery and, and evil. Oh, so much funnier because there's a fucking Build-A-Bear in the stadium, or I remind you. <laughs> there is. You can build a fanatic. uh um, awesome. Oh yeah my that's what my sisters used to do, and my dad would like have to watch the game on t v while I'm sitting in the seats twelve year old me with a Coke and a cheesesteak hanging out. my dad and there weren't even cell phones then. I'm just sitting there, somebody's like, "Oh, you're with somebody, but I digress <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's there's a lot of fan there's a lot of people. the reason I bring this up there's a lot of people from like South Jersey who are Phillies fans, but then they're like randomly Dallas cowboy fans mm. Because they either their neighbor's either an Eagles fan or a Giants fan or even a Jets fan. And they're like, nah, I don't want any part of this. I want to be different. So they're randomly Cowboys fans. That's the most yeah. common one that you find yeah, of weird crossovers of Philadelphia fandom. With hockey, with hockey, you see a lot of Red Wings fans. I think that's just because of how good the Red Wings were 20 years ago. Um, but those are probably the most popular too. But the Dallas, it's always confused me of South Jersey's...
1: Well, I, I guess I guess I get because like Philly's the gateway city to the Northeast, right? So you know it's sort of everyone from the West keystone, stops stone, if you will, stops in Philly before they head up to uh, to uh, Boston um, or that other city a little south Arthur? of Boston.
0: Yeah, Buffalo? exactly.
1: Exactly. Uh, they're a little west, but yeah, you're right.
0: Syracuse. <laughs> Shout out Syracuse outright
1: let's go by the way let's
0: go baby if you are not listening to the football pod uh yeah, if you've not listened to the fun v tailgate well even there i didn't even i updated it on my own twitter feed but we just talked about syracuse plus three and i realized like i might as well just bet them out right if i'm doing yeah it. and it worked yeah
1: they they first win versus florida state in the since the red sox joined the acc
0: so you the red sox joined the acc yeah you got it yeah, <laughs> oh, there you go. go.
1: Orange, go orange, let's go.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, bleacher uh, uh stadium snacks Jordy?
0: Uh, yeah, I haven't been to a game in a while. I was going to try to go see the Mets, but because I've been doing I've been helping out with this grocery store opening, I didn't get to go uh this week or even over the weekend. It kind of kind of been unfortunate, but I was on the Full Belly Laughs podcast. I mentioned this about a month ago when I recorded it. It dropped last week. And I want you guys to go check this out. We talked a lot, me and Brian, the host of the sh- of the podcast, about stadium snacks and what makes a good one. We power rank our favorites. I won't spoil what mine are. You might have an idea. Uh, then we played, you know, some uh, interesting, you know, trivia games and stuff like that. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. Really uh, excited to hear what you guys think about it. And it was kind of cool to be on someone else's podcast and get to cut loose. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. I. Also Greg I, I wanted to highlight some really the only thing I've done is go to a couple football games and I missed you know tailgate food is just as important as the stadium snack. Mm-hmm. I had some pretty good pork, some pulled pork. Nice. Off a of suckling pig, Greg. Nice. You know what the good what the good play with that is too cuz it's cuz suckling pig, the whole pig. You get the crispy skin, you get the pork, you get the rind along with the pulled pork. So you add that as a little little, uh, little happy layer on your normally a Hawaiian roll. I don't know if you're a Hawaiian roll guy. I'm a big Hawaiian roll guy with a pulled pork sandwich. Adds a little bit of crunch, a little extra flavor, stores a little bit of the juice. Big pro tip there. Sorry, I'm just trying to wipe the drool off my face. Uh, yeah. Huge pro tip. Oh, yeah. But uh, you? Do you have any? Uh, you were at a game on Friday night. You saw Syndergaard pitch against the Red Sox. What, yeah, your, what a monster! Uh, what a what a monster he is! Yeah, Thor? Oh, I mean, what a monster! Oh man, what a he's, he's so good! What a guy! But wh- he, how? uh what what food you go with at the stadium? Uh, Fenway Frank, per usual. My, per usual.
1: Peanuts per Uh, I was actually there with a guy who brought his own Cracker Jacks. Interesting. He says, it's his thing. Cause he says, believe it or not, some stadium, cause he's, he's been to all, but like seven or eight stadiums across the country, which is awesome. Jealous. You go of that Bill guy. Burr? No, <laughs> but he, uh, he says some stadiums don't sell them. So he brings his own. That's his thing. Hmm. Um, so, obviously, I had the shelled peanuts. Um, Dell's Lemonade Staple had to have it. Had and to have then, it. And then uh, the, with a couple people. And the other person I was with got uh, a tasty burger, burger, and fries. And let me tell you, I had some of the fries. Fuck and he yeah. got, he got some t- yeah.
0: He got some tots, too. <sighs> so good. That sounds incredible. Sorry. Jorge Alfaro. Just hit a three run shot and out of the Phillies went from entering the inning down two nothing to leading now five to two. And now all eyes turn to the Phillies bullpen. Can they hold a lead, Greg? Um uh, watching the Red Sox bullpen almost trying to blow one right now in New York, so we'll see. <laughs> Gotta love how uh, how our teams really just pull the hard strings. I mean, you've made the playoffs, so you at least get to push off any sort of Negative hopes, but Heart Attack City is alive and well in my apartment.
1: So, what do you got uh, games coming up for the week?
0: Yeah, so I'm keeping an eye out on this Cardinals Braves series. Uh, it has a lot of implications. Obviously, the Cardinals are in a playoff chase, the Braves are in a divisional race. I mean, you can argue that that race is nearly locked up, but it's, you know, they still have to clinch it. They're six and a half games up entering tonight. But, I mean, if they're not careful, you know, they could only clinch the division on the final week here in Philadelphia, but that is something to keep an eye out on, which I'll get to in a minute of how often the Braves and Phillies play each other. But that's my NL series that yeah. I'm going to keep a look at. What about you? I'm going with the obvious one, the Colorado
1: Rockies and Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. that's good uh, one. one, two, half a game separates them. Um, huge, huge, any team, whatever team wins two out of three or three out of three or whatever, maybe, uh, really takes takes control of the
0: division so yeah. no no it's, it's a definitely a big one um for my al greg i'm going to keep an eye out on this series between the i'm torn between the two al west series but i'm going to go with the astros and the mariners just because they lost that first game uh you just want to see houston at this point win each series that they have coming forward um Really, I just think I think that's so important for them, just really to to have the confidence and not get rusty. They're up for nothing right now, so at least uh, if they hold on to that, they'll at least not not up the series with Dallas Keuchel pitching tomorrow night. But I just think that's so important for them as they try to go for a title defense in you know in, down there in, in Houston. Uh, apparently, on this ESPN tickets thing, they could you could go to the game for five dollars. Which Houston, what are you doing? You just won a World Series last year. <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing i love it
1: um yeah my uh ah oh, sick three run home run back in red sox losing. there you go no oh, they're losing
0: now Oh, they're losing i sorry that's a that the
1: track I just hey yeah.
0: Hey, how are you? Yeah, welcome to it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Red Sox
1: Yankees. Another obvious, obvious what I'm watching because this is oh, yeah. really what I'm watching this week. Uh, especially when we go for the roof of the Rays uh, in the Giancarlo Stan. Uh, we'll call. You know, we'll call it the Mike Stan Chase for sixty-one uh, story of the end of the year. The Rays. So let's yeah. go Socks or no, Socks Yankees. What do you got for the weekend? Anything? Uh, anything pique your interest?
0: Yeah, I try not to pick the Phillies for a lot of these awards, but I got to go Phillies and the Braves. Four-game series. Uh, the Phillies are even able to win three of four in this. I mean, they you can be looking at a completely different race come the next time we're recording this podcast, which is either going to be next Monday or next Tuesday. Uh, it's, I mean, the Phillies can somehow hold on to this lead tonight and then win tomorrow. And the Cardinals continue to to chip away at the Braves. I mean, we could be looking; the Phillies could be just oh so much more pulling at my heartstrings to make next weekend when I'm going to try to go to at least one of those games where the Phillies host the Braves in the final weekend of the series of the season of the regular season, I should say. Um, just oh so much more heartbreaking if it doesn't work out, and th- this slim slim chance for the Phillies to climb their way out of this this. Bargain basement. Um, But it's, I mean, it's what I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be having alerts. If I'm not, if it's not on my TV, I'm going to be doing multiple screens with the Eagles on Sunday as they host the Colts. Um, Saturday, watching college football. I'm going to have the Phillies on right there. I mean, it's uh, Greg, it's going to be a whole production. What a day. What a weekend. Um, weekend. My National League series I'm going to go
1: for is going to be, again, the... Colorado Rockies versus this time taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. Tough week for the Rockies, but uh, a really good chance for them to distance themselves in the West if they can uh, win the majority of those games. So
0: That's another on. big one, too, though, because the, the Diamondbacks, sort of the same degenerate, like can they pull this off? The Diamondbacks, if they actually pull that off, of uh, taking I mean, it's only it's a, what do we got? Oh, three game series, excuse me. So if they actually pull out all three of those they, they claw their way a little bit, or and probably more likely it helps out the Dodgers as they're hosting the San Diego Padres who not so good. So I mean, it could be that's it has so many different implications on the wild card. it has implications on the west, obviously. Uh, it could be completely nuts and how everything goes. I mean, the Brewers, just to give everybody an idea, because this is how crazy it is. The Brewers will be hosting or will be going to Pittsburgh where they just lost two or three at home. The Cardinals host the Giants, who they're going to be having Madison Bumgarner on the bump on Friday night. Uh, it, I mean, the National League Card race is going to be insane to watch. Adam Wainwright pitching Saturday. Wow, look at that. But, I mean, it's just going to be a crazy weekend of baseball. Don't think that because it's football season that you need to tune out of baseball until the playoffs start is i mean if you're listening to a podcast on September 19th when this is being released you obviously aren't tuning out because if you're expecting us to give you all the information we're definitely missing stuff but <laughs> September baseball a lot of fun a lot of fun um american league uh yeah american league for the weekend i'm going to k- keep an eye out on the I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay up in Toronto just because it's now our official watch of of 2018, Rays watch 2018. I love it. Because we pointed out of how hard of a place Toronto is to play, I almost went with Oakland at Minnesota just because of how important Minnesota or Oakland's end of the season is. Because it'd be it would be awesome to see them get a home game in the playoffs, but I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I mean, I just think that's so it's if they can actually pull off a sweep and make this incredibly cl- so much closer, especially with the Yankees playing Baltimore. I mean, that'd just be insane, Greg, if we're, if we're talking about the Rays having a legitimate shot at taking down the Yankees or even the athletics next week. I mean, watch out. We're going to be, we gonna have to do an emergency pot every night, like 20 minutes where we're, we're breaking down Tampa Bay Rays baseball
1: yeah i mean I, I once i saw that today i couldn't be more excited i couldn't be looking to, forward to this more yeah raise watch i, I really i raised watch 20 I, 2018 i couldn't i couldn't be looking forward to this more i'm I'm pumped you chose that you stole it right from right from out underneath me um if i'm not doing that i'm doing red sox and indians because two teams that uh could potentially mean the playoffs um but also Two teams. It's tough because Indians have clinched and, and Red Sox. It all they have to do is win one game versus the Yankees and, and they'll clinch. So um, hopefully that'll that'll be the case. But uh, I'm definitely looking out for the Rays. So good choice. Let's okay. go Rays. Let's go Rays. It's anything else go. you got this week?
0: Yeah. No, I mean you know I keep. Are, uh, are you getting up for hockey preseason? Or are you just waiting for October third?
1: No, I mean the Red Sox, uh, sorry, the Bruins were half the team was in um China the other half was is here so you know, it's it's and they're playing all their young guys so yeah. um and half their uh, half their stars didn't go to China so no, I'm I'm not really looking Preseasons, preseasons, preseasons. Yeah,
0: I keep an uh, eye, a little bit of an eye out on it just because some of the Flyers have so many young guys that have been in the Phantoms for a couple of years, and guys that are finally getting to the Phantoms, their HL team, like Carter Hart, their their goalie who was a stud in juniors, um, and he played last night. But they're playing the Islanders for like the third day in a row, which is absurd. But yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. Like Shane Bear had two goals. I'm taking that with a big old grain of salt because it's the preseason and. I don't even know who was playing goalie for the Islanders who are going to be not good this year, but we can uh, discuss that on another podcast. Yeah. Look out for the pod coming out for that. Oh yeah. Well, to determine who, uh, who else can be invited to our hockey pod. I mean, in terms of hosting it with us, everybody obviously should listen to it and you're invited to listen, but that's going to do it for us this week. Greg, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the podcast, the bullpen card on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your pods, ThunderBLG on Twitter, ThunderBlogSports on Instagram and Facebook, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. That's going to do it for us. Let's go Phils.